God never misses an opportunity to use powerful symbols throughout Scripture to convey a message. So it's not the symbol so much, but it's the message that it conveys. And contained in this Passion Week, you know, are significant events and symbols that contain a message. Contain a message. This is a kind of a, a, a double message this morning, and I will not hold you beyond reasonable time. How many know there's such a thing as reasonable? Yeah. Oh, you know, which is your reasonable service. There's a reasonable element, <laughs> uh, and that varies by people. Anyway, what kind of king is this? But we're going to start with the message that is conveyed, which is still being conveyed, and that is He's still riding on a donkey. He's still riding on a donkey. And so in order to understand that, let us look at that symbolism of a donkey. Because it's the donkey that made the difference. Most kings would ride in on a war horse. In that Middle Eastern culture, you know, they would ride in and it was an indication of they're there to make war. They're, they're there to dominate. But Jesus rides in on a donkey. Isn't that something? That donkey a symbol of, or a message of, of peace. The donkey gives us a message. Why Jesus came. He didn't come to make war. He came to bring peace. Fact is, was it not the angel's message? Peace on earth. The donkey, rather than riding in to conquer, 
He enters to bring peace. The donkey is used in Solomon's inauguration. Which, too is, which also is to be a reign of peace. And we gather that from when David wanted to build the temple. And God said, no, David, you can't build the temple because you're a man of war. But your son... He will be giving, given that role. So Jesus comes in, rather than riding on a horse to conquer, he rides in on a donkey to bring peace. It's challenging. But yet in Zechariah chapter 9, this very order of the day is that this king would cut off the chariots of Ephraim and the horses of Jerusalem. He would cut the battle bow off. He would speak peace to the nations. And his dominion would be from sea to sea, river to the ends of the, the earth. The donkey was used to bring blessing. Genesis chapter 49. In speaking of the rule the scepter, which is the king's, you know, a kind of staff, so to speak. He said he would be bind on his donkey to the vine and his donkey's colt to the choice vine. He washed his garments in wine and his clothes in the blood of grapes. Speaking about a king that would wash with wine, and in our Lord's Supper, it's the blood. That he would wash it in whiteness and tr with truth, and that's purity. A donkey were used to bring gifts to prevent the wrath of someone. The wrath of God. Did you know God? There's a wrath of God? Or the wrath of an enemy? You remember the story of Jacob and Esau? The conflict that had arisen and the division that had taken place there? And they weren't getting along and Jacob comes back to he wants to amend and mend the fences. 
And he does it with donkeys packed with treasure to satisfy the wrath of Esau. It says, these are to find favor in the sight of my Lord. Abigail. She brought packs of food and gifts to David because David was on a terror path after what her husband had said and done. The donkey. The donkey brings heaven's gift. The donkey is a burden bearer. You remember the story of the Samaritan. He saw this individual stripped, wounded, and bruised, and virtually lifeless. And he bandaged his wounds and he poured oil and wine and he set him on his animal. Brought him to an inn and took took care of, of him. Yes. A message. Jesus said, if my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would fight. But because my kingdom is not of this world, there's no place for fighting. There is a war that goes on, but it's in the heavenlies. The message that is still today is the message of the donkey. Peace on earth. Goodwill toward mankind. The message is Come unto me, all ye that labor and labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly. The message. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. It was a donkey that carried our Lord's mother to the place of his, his birth.
I hope I'm making sense. He does not ride on a horse. Not now. Revelations 19 shows us a time when he does ride on a white horse with the message of the donkey is that God has come in peace. The message of the donkey is that God is satisfied with the gift of his son, Jesus Christ. He laid on him the burden, the sin of us all. I hear too much people, Christians, trying to put Jesus on a horse. Trying to put Jesus on a horse today. No. The horse doesn't come till later. And you don't want to be here. No, you don't want to be here. Bless your enemies. Do good to them that hate you and despitefully use you. Do not curse them. He didn't come to pronounce judgment upon our enemies while the donkey's message is still for today. Oh, hallelujah. You can do all of the judgment proclamation that you want, but heaven will not back it up. Because the message of the donkey is still the rule of thumb of the kingdom. Now somebody says, is there judgment? Yes, there is. 
but it's a judgment that's already written. Judgment that you do this, this happens. Blessing, you do this, this happens. That just plays out on a regular basis in life. But there is no message from the Son sitting on the right hand of God, you know, making or calling for a judgment on the sinner. He calls for salvation. There is the message in the donkey that there is the the heartache of love. It's not that God's heart is so pleased. But when Jesus went ahead and moved and and became, uh, uh, was coming upon Jerusalem, he looks over it. The Bible says he, he wept. A heartache of love. Oh, if you had only known what could be yours. The weeping for those missing it is still the message of the donkey. It's not, I wish this would happen. It's, I wish they would repent. Change the whole course of things. Praise the name of Jesus. message in the donkey is that Jesus has power, but it's the power of love. Yes, the power of love. Love your enemy. Now, that's totally different from what the world kingdoms, you know, how they work. I'm afraid sometimes that the kingdom gets contaminated with the world's ways of dealing. This, this love is a power that, ins- that insists on your freedom from sin. A power that's, it's, it's, it's not interested in coercing you or controlling, but looking to create loving obedience. 
It's the kind of power that allows its subjects to grow. It's a power that is generous with time and graciousness in attitude. Love is patient. How many know that patience has to do with time? It's kind. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. It doesn't delight, you know, in evil, but rejoices with truth or when truth is received. The message. is that this king is a king of compassion. It's a king of compassion. He saw the city. He wept over it. Oh, yes, This king is a king that joins us on our journey. This journey of the reckless path of love. Everybody doesn't respond to love, but God loves anyway. Because God is love. If he were not to love, he would violate his own nature of who he is. He's a king of peace and not of war. I don't know about you, I'm so thankful for forgiveness. The song that we sang about, you know what I mean? No shame. We got shame, but he says, I don't want that hanging over your head. It'll hobble you. It'll cripple you. And the enemy's so good with shame, isn't he? Yeah. So good at, you know, bringing that up when you're trying to go forward. Isaiah 9 and 7 and the increase of his government and 
peace, there will be no end. The world is not about that government, so therefore it doesn't, you know, promote that. But the church and the believer is about the government of God, and therefore we must promote peace. Long-suffering, patience, and kindness. And yes, love the sinner. What were you before you became a believer or a Christian? Were you a sinner? So were I. We all were. Paul writes to the Galatians, he says, don't forget that, people. Don't forget that you were once Gentiles. Don't forget you used to do the same thing. But God in his mercy and God in his grace and God in his love, you know, rescued. the message I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly a love that takes a risk a king who took a risk king who was born to A king who chooses not to save himself, but chooses to save us. I'll ask my musicians to come this morning. just want us to understand that that message is still the message. He has not switched mounts. He hasn't switched mounts. He says according, if the, the way I read it anyway, you know what I mean? that he switches mounts once we get out of here. And I saw heaven open, and there came a rider on a white horse, and the armies of heaven followed. And as you follow it through, it's not angels. So if you're waiting for war, wait till Revelations 19 comes in with that. You can have all the war fun you want. <laughs> the place that we have to fight is the fight of faith. Not the fight, you know what I mean, of humanity. 
We fight for their souls, yes. But we fight the fight of faith. How you doing in your faith, Gordy? I'm answering this. I'm asking a question that you need to answer, you know. Okay. How's your faith doing? How's your believing doing? What's your expectations? What's your anticipations? For faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Do you see a future? Does your tomorrows have hope in them? Is the donkey still riding? Oh, listen. The same people that laid the branches and praised him when they found out that he came in peace and not war, they turned against him. They were looking for someone to plead their cause when Jesus Christ or God is looking for someone to plead his cause. thorns or robed in nakedness and shame so cruelly beaten mocked and scorned he bears the weight of all our blame what kind of king would stand condemned though innocent of every crime in silence offer no defense and take the place that should be mine What kind of king would choose to die, yet three days later rise again to win for us eternal life and heal and free us in his name? And this king is glorified, though still adorned with wounds of grace. Oh, hallelujah. Reigning at the Father's side receives the angel's endless praise. This is Jesus, our Redeemer. Paid the ransom for our sin. This is Jesus, risen Savior, everlasting King of Kings. Hallelujah. The message.
stand with me? This is on my heart heavy, church. Do not approach it lightly, but it's on my heart heavy. I cannot pronounce judgment upon you because Jesus Christ has pronounced love upon you. cannot wish you to get out of the way because God wants you to get in the way. If I'm going to war, I'm going to war with the devil. God says that, that I've already won that war. I've already won that war with the devil. God did not send his son to save America's government. God sent his son to save America's soul. America's soul and it's our soul that's in jeopardy disciplines me, but that's different. He disciplines me. He's very gentle with me now because he got my attention enough times that he doesn't have to rattle the strap too much. <laughs> Hallelujah. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. I believe that part of that gospel is the message of the donkey is still the message of the 21st century. Amen. I just leave the other stuff to God. I just leave it to him. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I do know this, that I'm going to be careful because with the same judgment that I mete out, I set the stage for my own. If I'm over-recritical, you're going to find out that your world is overly critical. If I'm merciless, I'm going to find out that there's a shortage of mercy in my life. Not because God is judging me because it's written the recipe of life and living. Amen. As we close our prayer the prayer team will move over to the side over here and if you need prayer this morning and you know and, and one of the things as we was worshiping that, that song how we took our shame that stood out that, that 
Maybe you need to be released from the sense of shame, you know, of the mistakes and miscalculations, you know, that, 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 that have happened in your life. God doesn't want you bound, you know what I mean, in carrying the heavy burden of shame. Absolutely. So sometimes we need to just have prayer. Amen? Prayer. So that's going to happen over here. Amen. And if you need it, uh, don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. It's called fighting the good fight of faith. Amen? Hallelujah. Yes, it is. Father, we thank you today. We celebrate God this Passion Week. Oh, Lord Jesus, not just uh, God as a, a, a holiday, Lord, but as an event. Oh, God, and all that took place, and the message that you were sending to us. God, and we thank you today that we have received that message, and now we want to also share that message with others. We bless you. We praise you. We bless the families. We bless with health, strength, God, and the plan of the Lord in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Go with God. Hallelujah. Remember, Friday night, good Friday service.